are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Veterans Day, one of the most important days of our year, if not the most important day because of you veterans. We couldn't have our freedom. We couldn't have the wonderful country that we have without your service and all that you have done to keep us safe. And really and truly, we celebrate you today, but we really celebrate you every day of the year because of who you are and what you've done. So thank you so much from the North Carolina football team for all you do for our country. Harkness Allen, your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Like Coach Brown mentioned, today is a special day as we honor our veterans, all the men and women who have served our country. Thank you for your service and for being the true heroes of our nation. Thank you for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. UNC basketball has a 2020 schedule nearly complete. So let's talk about an update as the ACC games are out and about. And then Roy Williams, he has his reactions to the ACC schedule. What is he feeling about for his team? Is he feeling confident? Is he a little nervous? I don't know. Let's talk about that today. Finally, We've got Wake Forest, right? They are coming up on Saturday. What should the team still know? Coach Clawson has his reaction. So let's talk about how he is preparing his team for the Tar Heels coming off their bye week. Now let's jump right on into it. Starting off with Carolina basketball, the University of North Carolina men's basketball team is ranked number 16 in the 2020-2021 preseason AP polls. For the 15th consecutive season in which UNC is ranked in the top 25 in the preseason polls. The Tar Heels have appeared in these polls for 50 of the last 55 seasons since 1966. This is the 924th time Carolina is ranked in an AP poll, which is more than any other school in college basketball history. Kentucky is second with 919. Shout out to the 919. (laughs) So, of course, we are so used to greatness. So I see now, I don't always get it, but I guess when you are 924th time being ranked, you're used to excellence, and so you don't take anything less than, which is what we saw last season. So let's first talk about UNC's opening schedule, part of their regular season start. They're going to open up November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm not sure what you guys are doing for Thanksgiving, how you're celebrating. I hope you're celebrating safely and socially distant. But if you're not, if you're traveling, make sure you're smart out there and, you know, wash those hands, all that good stuff. My family has decided to do a virtual Thanksgiving. We are going to make dishes for each other and do a progressive dinner since we all live close and give our signature dish, as you call it, and then get on a Zoom call and eat together, which is like, you know, it's different, but it makes my family, some members of my family more comfortable. So we're going to get it done. So however you're celebrating, we hope that you're around people that you love during this season. Now, Carolina will get all the love November 25th as they face College of Charleston. November 30th, they will be in Asheville for the Maui invite. As we know, they're not going to be in Hawaii this year, but still we're going to make good out of the situation. They'll face UNLV 
to start off. And then other teams are part of the tournament, December 1st and 2nd, are Alabama, Stanford, Davidson, Indiana, Providence, and Texas. So Texas, another ranked team in there, which should give Carolina's, you know, a good test, right? But the biggest test will come December 8th when they play at Iowa for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And we all know Luca Garza is one of the best players literally in the country and first you know lottery pick all that good stuff so Carolina's first big road test first big eye test first big uh, where are we where's the progress going will be certainly for this ACC Big Ten matchup now December 12th Carolina will face Elon December 19th as a part of the CBS Sports Classic in Cleveland Carolina will face Ohio State so another big name school another school that has you know some strong basketball you know, resume will be again a test for Carolina, but should they prove themselves worthy, they are we right and ready for this very fun, very exciting, very challenging ACC schedule. The 2020 ACC schedule was announced and each team will play 20 conference games, two primary rivals and four repeat opponents in eight single games. Right. So we will see the Carolinas and the Dukes in the states of the world. So if you're feeling like, man, we're only going to play them one time. Absolutely not. Of course, the ACC try to make sure that we get our double you know, action as much as possible. So no need to fret there. All 15 ACC teams will play at least one league game in December prior to the holiday season. So it's kind of like the NBA, right? The NBA just approved their schedule. They're starting on December 22nd. Of course, you're going to have those Christmas games that everyone loves. But basketball, this this is a time of year, right? If they're ever going to try and keep some normalcy to the 2020 season with, you know, with what will be eight, nine days left of it it's certainly to have some good basketball now Carolina will have four of their first six road games on the road and it'll be certainly interesting to see how they handle it the first road game of course is only going down the street December 22nd to NC State which we all know Coach Keats does recruit well is still improving his team so it will be interesting you got to get over that Carolina hump which NC State still struggles to do but it's not far off, right? December 29th to 30th, we're going to be at Georgia Tech. January 2nd, we'll be at Syracuse. January 5th through 6th, we'll be at Mi- 5th or 6th, we'll be at Miami. January 9th, we'll be at Clemson. Day before my birthday. So, again, Locked on Tar Heels fans, if you're looking to donate, give gifts, all you have to do for me is one, follow at Candy Steve Cooper, two, follow at Locked on Heels, and three, download, subscribe to the podcast, and I will be one happy girl. Now, January 16th, they'll be at Florida State. January 19th or 20th, they'll be at Wake Forest. January 23rd, we at home against NC State. January 26th through 27th, be at Pitt. January 30th, we got Notre Dame. February 2nd or 3rd, it will be at Clemson. February 6th at Duke. February 8th will be home at Miami. February 13th, day before Valentine's Day. We're not feeling any love for Virginia, but we'll be up there in Charlottesville. February 16th through 17th or 17th, we'll have Virginia Tech. February 20th or 21st, we'll have Louisville. February 23rd or 24th, we'll have Boston College. February 27th, Florida State. March 1st, will be at Syracuse in New York. Hopefully, it'll get a little warm by then, but I'm pretty sure they'll still be in snow. March 6th, will be at home against Duke, and that'll be the final regular season game before the ACC tournament, which is March 9th through 13th. So, as we see some of these days where it's like the 26th, 27th, you know, 20, 21st, you know, living, leaving room for flexibility, which is totally fine. we got to be flexible in this 2020 season. But more importantly, I think it's important to recognize that, 
there is not a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> There's not a lot of bounce back. Carolina is going to have to figure it out quickly, and they're going to have to rally and get over losses if they do lose very fast, right? You're going to have to bounce back from losses, tough losses against, you know, ACC rivals, and it's going to have to be something where you're going to have a very short memory. They're going to have to be treated like cornerbacks on the football field where you have to have a very short memory. You can't hold on to losses. You have to, you know, take care of your bodies as much as you can off the field they're going to be lucky enough to where they don't have finals as final schedule for the Tar Heels will be different so Carolina will have you know very much focus into that December season going into January it'll be a nice break from that you know academic strain which will be nice for the guys who are trying to really you know gear get things under their belt trying to make sure they are able to perform at their highest level and sometimes that's just a lot easier when you don't have finals going on we'll see a lot from Dayron Sharp, Walker Kessler, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Puff Johnson, Kerwin Walton those will be guys that we'll have to lean on look forward to you know help the rotations help the guys who are already the veterans in the game, more importantly, ensure that Carolina is not, you know, the Carolina of old that we saw last year. 14 games is all it takes. And then when you look at this schedule, that's going to, you have a target on your back. 924 times, you know, in your AP poll, you're used to being the greatness. It doesn't matter if you had an offseason one year. People still know Carolina still Carolina. They know Coach Roy Williams, Hall of Fame coach, is still Coach Roy Williams. So eventually things are going to click. Eventually you're going to get it, right? So... As we look at this seat, as we look at these games, I'm hoping everyone feels confident that Carolina will have, you know, every now and then, like you'll start with the NC State, but then you can maybe give a little grace for the Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Miami games and Clemson games of the world, Florida State. So then you have the Wake Forest games where I think is winnable. You know, you have the NC State yet again, Pitt, I think it's a winnable game. Notre Dame might be a test, Clemson, but then I don't think the first real challenge challenge (laughs) comes until February 6th at Duke. Like I think, again, ACC matchups are going to be tough because it's ACC, but the first real challenge challenge, <laughs> as we say, is going to be February 6th. Then you're going to know, okay, what kind of heart does this team have? And as you go through February and you have to play Duke and Virginia in February, literally a week apart, both away games, that's going to be the conversation that you have. Like, well, okay, man up, where are we as a team? Virginia Tech loves to spoil things for any ACC opponent, whether or not they have a strong season or not. They love to spoil games when they win, but luckily it'll be at home. Louisville, we're not quite sure how that team is going to be this season. Definitely up in the air, but they certainly have quality players. Boston College, I think, will be a nice W for us. But Florida State, playing at home. Coach Hamilton has their, you know, ACC champs from 2019 season. They are doing something big and great over there. And I, you know, again, I'm, that's another test. So that's test number three, I believe. And then I end with another test, March 6th at home at Duke. Duke's always going to be test because everyone always plays to their highest level. So to me, Carolina has four big tests, four limits tests where you're like, okay, where are we at as a team? Are we seriously improving from the 2019 season. But overall, I think that Carolina has some winnable games under their belt. They're just going to have to get out of their own way, which I talk about all the time with Carolina football. It's just getting out of your own way, knowing that you're excellent, but proving that night in and night out. Let's talk about what Roy Williams thinks about the schedule next here on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. 
Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. BuiltGo is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. BuiltGo comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. How does BuiltGo work so well? BuiltGo gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. BuiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. They are available for you to leave a review, leave five stars, all that good stuff locked on Tar Heels podcast. Anywhere you type that in, you're going to find me and I can't wait to talk to you more. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So Roy Williams is obviously feeling a little ways about the schedule and it's positive, right? He said, quote, it's a difficult and challenging schedule to say the least. We have a young team with a number of freshmen who are going to get a lot of playing time, and those are the type teams that you like to have some scrimmages and exhibition games that none of us have this season. But that's the world we live in. The non-conference schedules are includes Iowa, who will probably be picked to win the Big Ten in Iowa City and Iowa State in Ohio State and Cleveland. The Maui Invitational has a field that I don't know who I'd like to play. The ACC schedule has us playing twice against teams that are all returning a lot of players and likely will be projected to finish in the top half of the league. So we didn't catch a break there. So it's a challenging schedule, but everybody has that. And we just have to play well on game nights. If we do, then we'll have a really good basketball team. End quote. So Roy, feeling like he have a challenge up against us. Again, I said we only have four big tests when I went out, when I look at it, right? But... I'm also the type who says Carolina is going to go 11 and 0 during college football season because why not? Right. It's 2020. I don't think that you should do anything, but shoot every single shot available in this season. I think you just go for it. If anything, 2020 has told you life is too short. I don't think Carolina is going to go undefeated. Absolutely not. I'm not that crazy. Now I know we, there's too many games. The probabilities spreads, all that stuff is not on, on your side to do that. And also freshman, right. But I do think Carolina's going to be better than they had been in the past last season because they don't want to be the team that couldn't get it right again, right? They don't want to be that Carolina who, like, ooh, those are the off years. Those are the Matt Doherty years. Those are the years we don't really talk about. <laughs> you know, those are the years that we just sweep under the rug and we just hope for better days, right? Nobody wants to have that Carolina team. More importantly, the leadership is different. I think Garrison Brooks and company and Playtech are guys, Andrew Playtech are guys that are going to be great leaders. And they're going to do that not only from digging into these, you know, freshmen, but they're going to show it on the court. I, you know, you don't have Garrison Lee. He has made leaps and bounds. I talk about this all the time. I say, and I'll say it's on boo in the face. I used to dog 
Garrison Brooks. I used to be like, bruh, I don't understand how you can be this big and have hands that size and not be able to catch under the basket. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I will never understand it, but I'm going to need you to get those buttery fingers away from the basketball. He has improved immensely since being at Carolina, and I think you know, having year four under his belt is going to help him tremendously. And if anything, now that there's not much to do, especially during these holiday seasons, all eyes on you, why not show your talents to showcase how much improvement you've had to help your stock when you try and go, you know, play at the next level. So I think he's really honed and focused in on that. And wouldn't you know it, all the honor and the praise going to Garrison because he is the preseason ACC player of the year as well as the preseason first team all ACC team listen that is awesome congratulations to garrison for yet another accomplishment that's why i said carolina's senior leadership is in good hands i believe he's going to get it done and that's really that on that i'm happy for him and i hope that he really is able to bring these guys together and have a bomb ass season i think roy is you know reasonable when he says the non-conference schedule will be tough playing iowa <sighs> okay, I should have said that's my fifth challenge, right? That's number five on the challenge list. So I had four. So I had Duke, Duke, Virginia. Let me make sure I get yeah. Duke, Duke, Virginia, Florida State, and I also put Iowa as my testers. Should I put Ohio State? Let me know. At Locked on Heels. Tell me, should I put Ohio State as a test for Carolina? Because I think that we can get it done. However, I don't want I don't want to be overly optimistic because I don't want to get my feelings hurt. But I should have known that better when I was talking about Carolina football that my feelings getting hurt. But, you know, that's another story for another day. I I understand going into Ohio State playing in Cleveland where there's going – but is there going to be a lot of fans? Mm, no. Like, and Carolina travels well. We all know that. Carolina fans are all over God bless those heels. They come from every over yonder to make sure that they support their team. So, all in all that to say, the Maui invite looks differently. It's just, I mean, it's pretty much to me, this season is going to be glorified AAU games. Like we saw in the bubble, like a lot of schools are not having a lot of fans, if any fans. We saw Duke announced yesterday that they were not going to have any fans in Keenan Stadium. It's only going to be team and broadcast media, which I 100% am okay with. <laughs> Nobody should be up in there in Cameron Indoor close to each other and such proximity it's a hot box we know it's a hot box so hot box equals germs and i just not this year <laughs> maybe next year we'll try again another time but definitely not this season and i know dean dome is a little bit bigger but still it's an enclosed space with what we still don't know about you know everything about this virus and how it can affect people and it's just it's not worth it watching on our tvs will be a lot better so as we watch roy and the boys make sure again roy will be on Wednesday 7 to 9 by ACC Operation Basketball. He'll talk about his team and how he's excited for it. So we'll make sure we'll give you those highlights as we go through tomorrow. But we've got to end the day. Still football season in my eyes as we're trying to intermix this thing. Let's talk about Wake Forest. Let's talk about as we're heading into Saturday's game, what Wake Forest is talking about for this Carolina matchup after, after coming off of a bye week. How are they looking and feeling Let's talk about that next here on Locked on Tar Heels. 
So final thoughts of the day as we wrap up here, make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can leave me five stars, leave a review, all that good stuff. Let me know just how much you're excited about the Carolina basketball season and more importantly, how much you're excited for Javante Williams to go off for maybe five touchdowns this game coming up Saturday. As they head into Wake Forest, I don't think he'll have five touchdowns only because the defense on Wake Forest side is a little bit better, even though, you know, Duke has some strong guys. I don't, I don't know that it'll be the same kind of showing. And I believe that because Coach Clawson, who is, you know, Mr. Clock Management himself, really has this team tight-knit, ball-protecting, all the things that you want out of a team, not making mistakes, not making mental errors. He's just, he's got them locked and loaded. Coach Clawson from the Wake, the Wake Forest head coach opened up his, you know, press conference on yesterday talking about what he believes this team his team was coming off of bye week how they will perform he opened up first by saying you know rest in peace to Dr. Larry Hopkins the former running back and big supporter of Wake Forest football who passed away this week so our thoughts and prayers to him and his family he wanted to you know ensure that guy that coach Clawson wanted to ensure that people knew that Wake Forest coming off this bye week has made some progress saying they're getting healthy We'll find out how healthy as we go through the week. This is certainly a game that we need everybody in the boat. It is a huge rivalry game, and anytime we play a big four game, it's a big deal for us. It's our 103rd meeting, dating well back more than 100 years. This is the first time going into Keenan Memorial Stadium where they have the turf installed. The last time we were there, it was grass field. Did that help Carolina any? I don't know, but Lord knows. I'm hoping Carolina, you know, having the opportunity to play on turf might be better for us. Lord Jesus, help us. I'm so glad that Jamie Newman is not the quarterback this season. It sucks that he's opting out for Georgia because I was really excited to see him play at Georgia. I really thought, like, him getting an opportunity to play in the SEC would have been, you know, whew, put him on the map because, well, Wake Forest is nice. You know, it's a, it's a private, small private school. It's not the same kind of attention in Winston-Salem. But playing in Athens, Georgia, but, you know, here that's either here nor there. I certainly think I'll be seeing him on Sundays. Now, when you talk about the – I said all that say because you think about the run game. You think about mobile quarterbacks. Carolina cannot stop anybody to save their life. They can't catch, you know, any kind of breaks when it comes to that. So can't catch cold, to be honest. But I think that Sam Hartman is mobile but won't be nearly as agile when it comes to that conversation running all over us on Saturday. As we mentioned yesterday, they are the number one team in the country when it comes to turnover ratios. They don't turn over the ball, right? Which is worrisome for the UNC team because they can't force or create turnovers nearly at all. (laughs) It's definitely a struggle. Sam Hartman has not thrown an interception all year. They are number two in penalties. They can they play clean ball. And they don't make mental mistakes, which, again, worrisome because UNC tends to get in its own way a bit when it comes to those mental errors. Now, again, as we mentioned, Wake Forest is looking to build off their four-game winning streak after a 38-14 win over Syracuse last time out. Sam, ha- Sam Hartman. Woo. I'm going to – Lord, please don't let me get that same house. Sam Hartman confused. I just I can't. Like, let me let me say that four times fast. Sam Hartman has thrown for over 1,200 yards and four touchdowns on this season, but he has seen some struggles as well. He has already taken 20 sacks and still has had a few defenses that love to bring to bring it to the house left in 2020. So 
Why does he have so many sacks? Well, part of it is because he holds on to the ball and he tries not to force the big play. I'm sure he's trying not to get that interception. He likes having that stat of zero interceptions. It looks good on paper, right? But also the offensive line struggles, right? Michael Jurgens is currently the third worst graded center for pass blocking as he's allowed a sack, two quarterback hits, three quarterback hurries, and a committed four penalties. While it just seems that other guys have graded much better than that, mostly due to winning more one-on-ones. They both have also – more players have also allowed sacks in seven hurries, quarterback hits, and what have you. And some guys have even committed penalties on their own on the offensive line with, you know, false starts and all of that, holding, you know, the typical offensive line stuff. So trying to eliminate the hero ball, trading it in for just hold, uh, throwing it away and when doesn't having patience is what I wish our Sam would learn how to do. Not forcing the big plays, not throwing senseless interceptions. And, you know, if it's not there, it's just not there living to see another play. But Wake Forest, again, has put up an average of 37 points per game. Carolina defense just... Uh, I want our secondary to have a big day. And, you know, I'm looking at you, Day-Day Hollins. I'm looking at you, Patrice Renee. I feel like you can have a big one. I'm so sad that Storm Duck is out, but we got to go with who we've got. Next man up mentality, right? When it comes to the receivers, though, they haven't had any receiver have a 100-yard game um, since the start of the season. So Wake Forest hopefully will not just beat us on those short routes. And, they, you know, we can just grab them early, grab them often, bring them down, they're re-announced. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm hoping for and believing for. And get rid of that clock management you know, thing that they've got. Get them off schedule early and often. That's what we have got to do. So come back tomorrow because I want to talk more about Coach Clawson and what he feels that Carolina's offense and defense will bring on Saturday. What are his thoughts? How does he think that his team will fare got to have that conversation because at the end of the day, your coach is going to be as much honest with you as possible. And Coach Brown is going to have his midweek review, so we have to dive into that. How does he see the team looking after a Tuesday big practice? And, you know, more importantly, what is he, what are his thoughts, right? What are his thoughts going into Saturday playing one of the big four, trying to secure the bag, going 3-0? and We've already beat Duke. We've already beat State, both handedly, by the way. I don't think it's going to be a handedly win. <laughs> I don't think Wake Forest is, I think, is going to be our toughest challenge out of all the in-state schools. But what are we going to do and what are the key things that we're going to make sure that we capitalize on as we head into Saturday? Find out tomorrow. Can't wait to see you guys back. Thanks for joining for today. Make sure you stay smart and safe out there. Wear those masks, you know, all that good stuff. Wash your hands. I can't wait till the, my endings of the show no longer have to be about that. But until then, until the cases go under, until Roy Cooper tells us we are in phase freedom, I'm going to preach it because I want us all to be safe and healthy and enjoy Carolina athletics as much as we can. Have a great Wednesday. As always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.